Thanks for tuning in to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We're glad you're here. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode to find out how you can join in the conversation. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast, where we talk about real-life topics and answer questions that are inspired by our most recent sermons. Um, today's going to be a little bit different. I have a special guest, our senior pastor, Susie, who's <laughs> sitting right next to me. And we're starting things off, as we always do, with an off-topic question. Uh, and so, Susie, this week's off-topic question is going to be, would you rather have a personal chef or a personal maid, and why? Well, what's the difference between a maid and a chef? So the maid would be mostly just cleaning, and a chef would obviously cook. But let's say that the... No, I would say you'd have to do dishes if you have a chef. I'm changing my mind. So yeah, the maid would do like dishes and cleaning, but the chef would cook. So what's more valuable to you? Well, I mean, I enjoy cooking, so I think a maid would definitely be what I would go with. Hands down. Maybe. Maybe one hand down. Who does the dishes in your your family? Um... My mom. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that everyone kind of participates in doing the dishes after I cook. Once I'm done cooking, I'm kind of usually done. I really do try to do my best to keep things clean-ish. But the trick to cleaning up after you make a meal is you actually need to have an empty dishwasher. Yeah. If you don't have – so I – and I'm – I've like been you have trying to, to get start better. With an empty dish- you have to start with it. Yeah, I have definitely before started with a with clean dishes in the dishwasher, but they weren't put away, and then that just magnifies the mess. Yeah, I am with you there. My dad always taught me to clean as you go, and I feel like I do that like fifty percent well, but it doesn't always happen in our home. And yeah, it adds up really quick. Um, do you meal prep? <laughs> <laughs> You've met well, me before, right, David? We okay, said, but I come to your David, house. We have spent a lot of time together. Here's I feel like you would know that. You would know the answer. To Anytime that I've come to your house and you're cooking, it always seems like you're cooking a lot of food. So you got to have like leftovers and stuff, right? Yeah, but I mean, the only one who eats leftovers in my house are my mom, Jay, and I. I mean, the kids will. It just kind of depends on what it is. But I do not. Meal prepping actually stresses me out. That just seems like a lot of commitment. It is. Because what if on Thursday I don't want to make what I said I was going to make, but I have the food for it? And then what do you do? Then I guess you just call an audible. I don't know. Yeah, See, so it's, it stresses me out. The whole process. My sister's super great at meal prepping and like thinking through and grocery shopping appropriately. I do not do those things well. I don't know how to answer this question fully because in my house, like – Taylor is kind of my personal chef. (laughs) Like she does all of the cooking. And if she's not there, I'm usually throwing something in the microwave. But I heard that you've gotten really good at cooking. I mean, you've come a long way. I've come a long way. That's the truth. I wouldn't say that I'm good at cooking. Um, But the thing is, though, I clean like crazy. And Taylor would uh, say the same thing. So like I do all the laundry. I do all the vacuuming. I do all the dusting. I do all the dishes. And I feel like I'm just constantly picking. And we don't even, we don't have kids. <laughs> it's we literally have, just us. Yeah. And I'm still just constantly picking stuff up. So I feel like because of that, I would say I'd rather have like a maid that would do the stuff that I normally do. But that's 
going into it thinking like I'll still have Taylor there to cook and everything. And then I'm like, well, what am I actually doing at the house? Just nothing? Or Well, I will say I should make a confession. We do have someone who comes and cleans our house once a month. That does like a deep yeah, clean. Okay, and, but that doesn't. And our kids, well, so. Who's my, the cleanest? Uh, Jay. <laughs> I've met like, your kids. Oh, okay. well, still Jay. I mean, he's not my kid. Um, so Micah and I tend to, and Isaac as well, tend to just leave our shoes wherever we take them off. Or if our, like, take off a sweater, we just leave it there. That's what my wife does. Yep. Um, Sam is really great at, we have like places where your shoes can go. She's pretty good at like taking off her shoes before she comes in the house and putting them there, but mostly probably because I don't know how much space she has in her room. So we have some, we've created some interesting habits. I mean, I remember once when we went to another country, Mike and I, Jay was like, I cleaned once and the house has stayed clean. So (laughs) while you were gone. Yeah. So I definitely, he's a way better cleaner. I can clean something and then he comes through and then I'm like, how did you make it look better? Like I will have like genuinely given it an effort and he like somehow, I don't know. I think cause he gets rid of stuff. So I do get that. I will, if Taylor goes out of town, I'll have the place clean and I clean once and it stays that way. However, the fridge ends up empty within like a day and then I'm just eating like ramen noodles. <laughs> Got it. I actually enjoy cleaning the refrigerator. There's things I enjoy cleaning. And then, I mean, I have my dog who I just let clean up like while I'm cooking. <laughs> That's your your <laughs> That's my your personal Roomba. maid. He just comes around and he stands in my way and eats. Taylor's kind of the same way with cleaning, though. Like, she's actually super good at, like, deep cleaning or committing to, like, one thing and getting it right. spotless. But she just won't do, like, the day-to-day stuff. And I'm the opposite. I hate deep cleaning. Yeah, I enjoy deep cleaning day-to-day. And the thing with clean is it never takes really long. No. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to clean for, like, just pick up. And then it's, like, seven minutes later. And I'm like, like, why do I make this way bigger in my head than it really is? That's how, and we'll get more serious now, but that's how I feel about praying sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I need to pray. And then I pray for, like, five minutes, and almost all of my problems are solved, at least mentally and emotionally in the moment. And then I'm like, why did I put that off? Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Things don't take as long as we make them out in our mind to take. All right. Yeah. Well, Anyways. we'll move on. Oh, wait. You need to lock in your answer, though. What was so you're my... doing chef or maid? I said maid. That was like... Oh, that was your answer? Yeah, that was mine. I'll go... Here's, yeah. a, here's the thing is if Taylor... I feel like I know her well enough. I think she would appreciate having a chef. Oh, yeah, she would. It would take a load off her. So I, I could see that chef would be your answer. Yeah, we'll go chef. All right. Right? Yeah, we'll go chef. <laughs> Moving on. Well, this last week, we had an update on the Chapel Valley Midweek podcast, and we're kind of doing things uh, differently, where we may not be uploading an episode every single week based on the previous week's sermon anymore, um, but we will still be doing that time to time to have a roundtable discussion about what God is doing at Chapel Valley, what God's doing through the people of Chapel Valley, and related to the sermons that we're preaching. But today, uh, we have Pastor Susie with us, and we're doing kind of a I guess a seasonal episode, for lack of a better term, but we're in the midst of preparing for Christmas in the park, and this year we've rebranded it to Christmas in the parking lot um, because we're officially in a building. And so I was kind of thinking about the questions that I wanted to ask uh, before you came on, and I realized I've been with Chapel Valley since the first Christmas in the park, and I still have 
almost no memory of like how it came to be in the first place. So that's kind of my first question is like, how did we determine or how did we start Christmas in the park? Is it something that the Lord kind of popped into your brain as an idea? Is it just an idea that you had that you're like, you know, we always serve the community anyway, so this would fit perfectly. Do you remember how we decided to do Christmas in the park? Was it just a tree giveaway? Yeah, like, no, that you should have prepared me. I would have actually like <laughs> thought through and I'm panicking in my mind. No, this makes it so much better. Though. No, I, I think that I initially probably saw like another church doing it. So, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, but I have a lot of friends who are in ministry, um, who are pastors, who are serving their community in different places. And um, I'm pretty sure I probably saw someone do a Christmas tree giveaway. I don't think that I'm that creative in thinking of ideas. Um, but mostly, you know, I think for us, we're always, we have, excuse me, always trying to figure out how can we be a bridge like in the community. Yeah. And so with us being without a church building for so long, it seemed just like a really good fit. Now I should say, I'm still hoping that we go back to Christmas in the park. But I get why we're doing it in the parking lot. I kind of feel the same way, honestly. So we're giving it a go. It makes sense. Obviously, you know, I think that, yeah. So that, that being said, um, I'm pretty sure I just had an idea. I, I had the idea and we had already been tr doing community outreaches in the park because we didn't have a church facility. Um, and it was a natural fit for who we were as a church and things that we liked to do. Yeah. So I think that that's probably where I'm trying to think through like back to what our first Christmas in the park was. And I'm really struggling in my mind to do that. Do you remember? So for those listening that know nothing about Christmas in the park, we do. I guess we should start there. Because it's kind of evolved, I feel like, from the first year into what it is now a little bit. Yeah. But we've always kind of centered it around we want to be serving the community. We do give away Christmas trees. Like, that's kind of the 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 crux of it, if we had to describe it in one sentence when you come, I guess. But that's not really, like, the heart of it, I would say. Yeah. Um, we really wanted to be able to bless people in general. And so there's this idea of, you know, when this is getting released, this is actually before Christmas in the parking lot event and so for those listening you might still have time but we also have something in our congregation where you can adopt a tree yeah um, so you purchase a tree that goes to a family that's coming to get a tree from the event but it leaves with an ornament that has like a tree tag and you can kind of write you know you're supposed to go home with it you're supposed to pray over it you're supposed to be led by the lord to write what you write on the tag and then it kind of lives with the tree and with that family and so um, it's a blessing in that way. But I feel like the first year, yeah, I'm trying to remember if we did, did we just do one park? Because there's been a couple years where we had two different days and two different parks. Yeah, I think the first year we, wa I, I, re I remember actually a post, like post Christmas in the park. Um, and I remember us going to an actual parking lot. So now that you're saying this, yeah. and we ended up giving Christmas trees away at a parking lot in um in an area where we knew was like a high traffic area yeah so i guess i don't know it's when you start looking back and start thinking about things you know um it definitely has evolved and yet still all kind of the same if that makes any sense yeah like cause so now that as i'm saying like we were in the park but then we've ended up multiple years doing it in a parking lot being the second place where we got rid of the, whatever trees we didn't get rid of. Cause remember we used to be able to have reserve your trees. Like we've kind of worked it out. So I think, you know, this year is kind of a, what I appreciate is that we have a place 
weather weather's a big deal here. So right. the fact that we can be indoors matters because we've had years where we I remember I don't know if you remember the year was like pouring rain. Yeah. And people like our church volunteers were just so amazing, like loading trees up and people were soaking wet. Um, and it's not just rain. It's like freezing. It was cold. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, quite the whole situation. So we've had a lot of a lot of different types of Christmas in the parks. But at the heart of it has always been, you know, I think as churches, it's important to figure out what you can contribute to your community. And I think we settled really early on that we don't have to do everything and be everything, um, but to play to our strengths because that matters. Like me and Jay as our, as pastors, like the church should be a reflection of our leadership and who we are. And I think that that's what Christmas in the parking lot, why it was such a good fit is because we really desire to be a church that is generous, but also we have limitations. Yeah. And so um, how do we, how do we do that? And so we do it, I think in a, a few ways that have been really distinct, but what I appreciate or what I like about Christmas in the parking, you talked about it briefly about, you know, those Christmas tags. Um, I think a few years, one of the first, like first or second year, a lot of the staff got to take home a Christmas tree because we had so many left over. Yeah. And I was even encouraged by the thought that, um, you know, like the tag that was on my Christmas tree. Like, so even though obviously I, they didn't know it was going to come to me, I still was blessed by the encouragement that was there. Sure. And so I think that it also is just an opportunity to demonstrate that um, we believe that you can pray and that the Lord sees people and that nothing is on accident, but he really does do things with intentionality and so well, and, and we get to partner with him. Like that's the invitation always. Um, I think as being involved in a church and in relationship with Christ, it's an invitation. And so when we get to do those trees, it's an opportunity to use our voice that he's given us, but partner with him and really take time that those tags and that that tree would be a blessing to somebody because we're giving away the trees. And then that's a way for the church when we sponsor trees or we've had in years past, we have companies that have helped um, sponsor, you know, trees to give them away free. But we want people to feel like it's a blessing and yeah. it's a reminder of God's faithfulness. And I can think over and over, especially in the parking lot. But I think those were some of my most beautiful moments was just when we were like out of a U-Haul, like hauling out trees because there were trees left over. And um, how many opportunities people really do, uh, how people were really blessed and uh, just to connect with people in that way. And then just knowing like our hope and our prayer is that as the tree remains in their home, it's a reminder that they're not forgotten, you know, that they're seen. Um, and those with the, I think those cards, those prayers and the trees kind of all get to encapsulate. Yeah, I would say I think my favorite thing about the event in general. And again, this is hard to describe for the people that have never been to Christmas in the Park or seen it, um, because there is even though it's just kind of an event where you come and, you know, everything's decorated like Christmas. There is Christmas cookie decorating. People get free trees and then they leave. Like, I feel like that's the easiest way to describe it. And then just say it's a blessing to the community, even though that's what happens. There's so many different facets to it. And I feel like the Lord is all over it. And so what I find interesting is, again, I've been going since the beginning, since we started doing it. But I've never been a part of what you're referring to, because it's happened a couple times where you kind of have those leftover trees. You go to a specific parking lot. That's kind of ironic that this year we're calling it yeah. Christmas in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, but you go to a different parking lot. And I feel like that where it's away from the event, it's away from the decorations and the music and all that, you still have the heart of what it is happening there. Um, and then you have 
like, and this is a good transition point to go where we'll kind of close. But then you also have, you know, this year, uh, it looks a little bit different for some people just depending on, I mean, COVID kind of shook things up for us. We had to figure out how to do that differently. Yeah. And last year we actually ran out. We didn't even get trees, right? Was it last? I think last year we didn't because the year before that was COVID when we delivered, right? (laughs) (laughs) We delivered trees. We did do. We did. Yes, we delivered. What was it? Like 150 trees. It was a lot. Um, But yeah, so it's been different. But where I was going with all that is my parents used to go to Chapel Valley and they still do online. They would still consider it to their church, but they used to come physically because they lived in Madison. So they moved to Virginia in 2020 and they still obviously, like I said, keep up with Chapel Valley. So this year, I remember I just recently went out to visit them and my mom was telling me like, oh yeah, I'm getting ready to like get my tree tags and everything. So they don't even live here. And they're still looking for ways to like bless the community here in Fitchburg because they believe this is the church that they're a part of. They tune in every week. And so um, hearing like the the facets of like when I've gone to Christmas in the park, I've played kickball and dressed up like an elf. And I've played kickball with like the kids that come. Um, I've helped like take pictures and seeing like, I don't know, a lot of the kids would ask questions about the event and ask questions about the church. Um, But then also Pastor Jay has talked about when he would help like tie trees for people, he would ask like, how can I pray for you? And he got to pray with a bunch of people. Justin's talking about delivering trees to people and praying over them. Uh, We're talking about the tree tags that get prayed over. You're talking about going to that parking lot and seeing the heart of the event. It's just kind of every step of the way you see the Lord involved in it. Yeah. And so even though things have changed since COVID, um, I guess my question is like, what would you explain to people or what would you tell people if they're trying to see or trying to determine how they can continue like the values of their church or the values of what they feel like God's calling them to in their community, um, even if their situation looks different. So for us, we had COVID, which changed the event. But then on top of that, we had a building, like you said, and we're still trying to find that balance of like, how do we do Christmas in the park, but utilize our building? Yeah, I think that every season I once, I'm going to botch how they said this, but every new season requires an adjustment. And I think oftentimes we as people in life, we don't realize that there are seasons to life and things that we do. And then in those seasons, we can't just treat them like it's the old season. So like you mentioned, we we mentioned it being cold, right? Like here in Wisconsin, you don't dress the same way in the winter like you do for summer. You have to make adjustments. Um, You're still the same person. You're still, right? Like you could be plus or negative pounds, but you're still the same person, right? Like so there could be things that change, but you can't treat your old, you can't treat winter like summer as you can't treat summer like winter. Right. And so I think it's understanding what is the season you're in and how can you participate in that season. And so I think for us, you know, even as we're trying to watch this evolve, I think in the back of our mind, like more than anything, we want to be a blessing and honor the Lord with what he's given us and um, and then see how we need to make adjustments to that season um, to I don't know, like where we are and what we're doing. And and really, we feel like we're not just doing it. And so I would say just because you've done it before doesn't mean you need to keep doing it. Um, I think that that's something that we value here Yeah, is like we're doing it because we feel it's a part of who we are, not out of obligation. Yeah. And so I think I think that's why your parents do value it. It's because it's part of who they are yeah. and they're not doing it out of obligation, but because it's their way that they can contribute. And obviously, right, like you're your parents in particular, like they absolutely do, you know, they're still our church members and 
yeah and stuff so um so i think that adjusting to your season is important um as you're going in and then i think too also stepping out a little bit and stepping out in faith as well or maybe not stepping out in faith um but doing things with expectation you know i think it's really cool um so our kids so we as a family like jay and i like we get trees um but then our kids also too have in various time frames of uh, of their lives have also bought tree tags for themselves and like contributed and and i think that that there's just opportunity all the time for us to be generous i think generosity is i'm still growing in that um opportunities for us to be generous with where we are so generous with our time generous with our resources um so I think the big thing is not doing things out of obligation, but then how can we also do things with a spirit of generosity? Um, and sometimes that generosity in some people's lives also requires a level of faith because it can be a little bit more than they can. And, you know, um, but just, and then seeing how God meets both parties right where they are. And so I think that that's important. So I do think it's important for people to recognize, you know, that the tree giveaway isn't like a bait and switch. Yeah. I think that that is something, you know, obviously we're not giving away trees to a community so that they can come to church. Right. Um, but I also do believe that the Lord sees us right where we are. And um, and like I said, he does everything with intention and purpose, even if we don't recognize that he's at work. Like, I think that there is so many times because, you know, it's easy to like give luck credit and then blame God for the wrong stuff, like stuff that goes bad. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And then we hear like, well, why would God let this happen? And and I think sometimes it's just terminology, but sometimes I think it's just easier to blame God when things don't go well, right? Um, but this isn't like a bait and switch. Um, and there's some things that I really value when it comes to generosity or doing things. But on the other hand, too, I think that this is always an opportunity for people to um, like to come into the church on the flip side and see that lightning will not strike you if you enter a church building. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, I think that like there's been a few people like, oh, if if I came into your church, like lightning would strike. And yeah. I'm like, dude, like the presence of the Lord is with me all of the time. If you want to strike it with lightning, like <laughs> he would, would do happen. it right now. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like and he wouldn't strike with lightning, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like that whole idea. But so this isn't like a bait and switch, but I do think this is an opportunity for people to, um, my heart and my hope is that we would meet people where they are and that it would give them the courage to take the next step to maybe come back or to explore faith or to explore what does it mean to be in relationship with Christ. Like that is really my heart and my hope. And so I think that as much as I love being in the park, as much as I loved giving trees in a parking lot and who knows, like maybe like we'll have, maybe that'll we'll happen again it, this year, right? you know, um, who knows, but my heart and my hope is that we, people would really see the, and experience the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, that it is completely, completely, completely not on accident. Um, but that he does everything with intention and purpose. And then on the flip side, right, we, which is a whole other conversation, but we also have the free will to engage. Just like I said, you know, if I invite you over to meal, to dinner at my house, David, <laughs> which has this happened before and you choose to decline because you have other stuff going on real story, you know, like the invitation is there. Yeah. It's your responsibility to, to engage with that invitation or decline it. Correct. You just choose to decline it most of the time. Correct. But, 
<laughs> but okay, in all seriousness, no, though, but really that there is always an invitation that the Lord is always calling out to us. Uh, he knows like each of us by name and um, he is so good and so faithful. And so I think this is a great opportunity for people to come in and um, get over some of those narratives we tell ourselves about the church, about people in the church um, or about religion or whatever. Um, and it all is complicated in some sense because as people, we are complicated. Um, but at the end of the day, God is not complicated. He's so faithful and good. And so I love Christmas. I, I, I'm excited about hosting it here um, and the possibilities of what that can be like and how we can grow and evolve the event um, in a way um, that it continues to become a staple in the community. Because that's yeah. also the other thing. Like, we want Christmas in the Park to be something that is a staple in the community um, and people look forward to. So, yeah. And uh, we're not only doing Christmas in the Park, uh, we've kind of alluded to it, but we'll have a Christmas Eve service here. Um, and right now, the whole church is decorated like Christmas. And so, we're very much in the season. I understand that this is being uploaded. Um, to a platform where it can be listened to at any time. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, that, that will kind of vary here. But you can go to chapelvalley.org slash Christmas to find out more about Christmas in the park or Christmas in the parking lot. And Christmas Eve service is a candlelight Christmas service, which is like super cool that we all light candles. And Pastor David, you <laughs> love doing the, the candlelight portion. Yes, I typically do lead the candlelight portion, <laughs> which always goes I just, swimmingly. I just secured that for this year. <laughs> So if you want to find out more, you can go to chapelvalley.org slash Christmas. Um, but otherwise, you can just go to chapelvalley.org to find out about all of our events. Because as Pastor Susie said, um, we have always been a church that desires to do things in the community and have uh, God in the midst of all of it. And so, uh, yeah, you can find out more at chapelvalley.org. But otherwise, we will speak to you next time. Thanks for joining us for the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, but now we encourage you to join in the conversation by submitting any questions you may have or just sharing what the Lord is doing in your life by emailing us at info at We can't wait to hear from you and make sure to tune in next week.